Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. Welcome to episode five of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking with Ashley Stom. Ashley is the owner of She Plans, a little planner company that sells planners, notebooks, and printable planners. She is a self-taught designer with a degree in marketing and an MBA from Virginia Tech. Her products are created with simplicity in mind, both in design and functionality, to allow you to create the space to let life happen, because life doesn't happen on the page. As the daughter of a Navy man, Ashley lived in six homes as a child and is on her sixth home since getting married in 2004. She currently lives just north of Houston, Texas, along with her husband and four young girls. Today, Ashley and I chatted all about using customer feedback in product design. But this episode is so relevant to people in the service-based industry as well. Ashley and I actually met in person at a VIP intensive back in February of 2017, so I was so excited to bring her on the show to talk about how she grew her company and how she uses customer feedback to help her design better products while still maintaining the vision she has for her business. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Ashley. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk about your product design and how you work with your customers to sort of make them better, but still balance your personality in what you're designing. Wonderful. Yes. Okay. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and how you got started in your business? Okay, sure. Um, Let's see. I am a mother of four young girls. Um, I have a 12, a 10 year old girls and two twins, well, twins who are five years old. Um, I am currently living in Texas. We, we moved here probably about three years ago. We move a lot. Um, my husband works for the railroad and um, we move a lot. So this is kind of where, where we've planted ourselves for a little bit. Um, I have a background, a business background. I have a degree in marketing and my MBA, which is where I met my husband in our MBA program. And now I've, I've somehow find myself as a designer of planners, <laughs> um, which is definitely not my background, but has always been a hobby of mine. Um, I've designed my own planners starting in college, and when I was in the workforce, I created my own for myself and for co-workers. Um, so when I had my twins in 2011, we decided that I'd stay home because for four little girls, it's uh, time to stay home with them. And probably about a year and a half after they were born, I was getting into the groove of being at home and having twins at home with me. And I just needed something for myself. And so I decided to take uh, my hobby, my love of making planners and, and start that as, um, you know, just a little side, side hobby business for myself. Um, I've always been one that, has big business ideas my entire life and I get very excited I would get very excited about them and never really took the leap of doing it and so 
I got tired of, of hearing myself get excited and not doing it. And so I decided to just jump in and do it. And I started uh, selling printables on Etsy is where we started. Okay. And now you sell printables and physical planners. Yes. Yes. I've always kept my principles. Um, the principles were great introduction. It's uh, there's no investment involved and, in, you know, it's just your time. And it also helped me start my physical line um, of bound planners because I was able to then use that money to buy inventory. Um, so it was a great introduction into business and to start to build that capital. And how did you sort of take things from Etsy and move into, you know, you have your own website now and you sell physical planners. So how did you make that transition? Um, it, it took me a little while to make that transition. I have always really enjoyed being on Etsy and serving the Etsy customer. Um, but I was ready to, to kind of have my own business, you know, think when you start out on Etsy, you really do feel like like a member of Etsy instead of um, having your own brand. And and so I was ready to be known as as a brand. Um, and so I I started out just having a website um, that then fed into Etsy. And having your own website really allows you to dive deep into your products really showcase them in a different way than you can on Etsy um, and just show them in a, in the lifestyle, you know, how really how customers would use them. And so that's really what drew me to creating my own website. Awesome. So I know you have gone through some changes with your designs lately, you know, going back and forth with um, sizes and what to include. So how do you use the customer feedback you get from your plan designs to change and improve your products? Um, I actually, I really love uh, customer feedback. I, um, I think when I was starting out um, designing planners, I felt that I needed to know everything, that I needed to put myself out there as the expert who knows how to create the system and, um, you know, really, really put yourself out there as that expert. And as somebody who, who runs their own business and I'm a one woman shop, that, that can be a little bit lonely, you know, putting yourself out there like that. And so, um, at some point I was, I was sitting in my office and I was looking at cover designs and, and different layouts. And I was thinking, I, I really wish I had a board of directors. I wish I could bring everybody into a big round table in a conference room and present my vision and get feedback and votes, you know, on the direction. Um, and so I, I kind of decided to do that. And I, I put um, a bunch of different designs out on social media and I was surprised by the amount of response that I got from that. I, um, my customers love to 
to choose the patterns for the covers, um, to give me feedback on what they love and what they don't love about the layouts. And once I made that shift and I started really leaning into the idea of, of this company being led by me, but being made up of all of my customers. Um, once I really leaned into that, I, I, it's, it's helped me not feel so lonely as the leader of the company and it's taken the weight off of big decisions and my customers really feel that, that their voice is heard and that they are helping to make the best planner um, that we can make together. Awesome. So how do you balance sort of what your customers are saying and maybe requests that you're getting with your own vision for your business and what these planners are going to be? Um, well, so I, I kind of look at, at customer feedback. It, it depends on the method that I'm receiving it. Um, I think of customer feedback coming in to my business in, in four different ways. Um, you get customer reviews on on Etsy, on your website, you know, they're, they're prompted to review you. Um, and that's really passive feedback. Not everybody who, who fills that out, um, is really putting thought into it. You know, you're prompted to do that. Um, but it's, it's really good feedback. Then you also get email feedback and that can sometimes be the loudest feedback you get. Um, you get, people who absolutely love it and they've felt compelled to respond. They've felt compelled to reach out and tell you how much they love it. Um, and then you get the loudest negative feedback through email as well. Like the people who, who decide to email you, they really either really love you or they are really trying to give you feedback to help <laughs> improve your product. Um, and then I do poll questions a lot. And so, um, that's great for, you know, voting on covers and, and voting on layouts and that sort of thing. And then I think the biggest feedback is sales, um, whether they purchase or not, whether they return or not, um, repeat customers are, you know, what you're going for. Um, but I balance all that feedback with my own vision because I really do think of it as like a board of directors. Um, we're all sitting at the table together. I get all these different pieces of feedback, but I'm the one who is, who is putting the choices out there for, to vote on. Um, and I am the one who's making the final decisions and I'm the one who's looking at all the different pieces of feedback together rather than, you know, just one piece at a time. So I really think that, you know, having, having my own vision is very important, but that vision needs to be created in part by the feedback that you receive. Yeah. Now I've seen your planners and they're very simple and streamlined, especially on the inside. So mm -hmm. have you ever been tempted to go with something that's a little bit more colorful or um, just a little bit less of that clean design that you uh, have now? Right, right. Yeah, I know there are there's so many planners out there that are colorful and fun and exciting, like energized planners. Um, but I, I always go back to me personally and why I began designing planners myself. And 
that is is because when I look at a when I look at my planner page, I want the information that I put into the planner. I want that to come back at at me. Um, so for me, you know, having a lot of colors and a lot of designs is kind of adding a layer of distraction of visual noise <laughs> um, for me personally. And so, so I like the clean and the simple um, so that what I put on that page is, is what comes back at me. And I also believe that for those who are more of a creative um, planner user, having that clean slate, that blank page um, to really create what they want, either create their own organizational systems if they want to color code or use stickers, or there are very many people who, who actually create with their planner. Um, and having that, that clean slate for them, I think is important as well. Okay. So have you found that most of your clients are repeat clients, or do you get a lot of people that will try it out for a year or six months and then maybe try something different? Um, I have actually been surprised um, how many are repeat our customers. Um, I think because I, I really did start out my business as as something for myself and, you know, this is what I've designed and and I'd, I'd gotten feedback from from people who I've, you know, known, friends and coworkers. Um, but I was really just putting it out there because, you know, I, I really, I, I created something and I put it out there saying, I hope you like it kind of thing. Um, and so when, when customers started coming back, <laughs> um, it, it really actually kind of surprised me in a great way. Um, but yeah, I do, I do see that most of my customers are repeat customers and, and that really helps in the feedback loop as well. Um, in, and being able to create for them. Yeah, I think that would make it really easy. And it's a whole lot easier to get someone to buy from you who's already purchased than to mm -hmm. bring in new customers and try to advertise for people who haven't heard of you yet. Yes, yes. And, and it's really, um, it, it feels like a club to me, you know, like you, you try to get new members to your club. And then once they're a member of your club, you want to serve them as best you can. You know, they're a member of your club. You have that connection, that bond. Um, and so somebody who this is their third planner and they give me feedback, I, I really, you know, value that feedback because they actually care about the business. Yeah. So now I know that you had a lot of choices for planners. Um, in the 2016 season and this year you sort of reduced that. So I'd love to know how that's affected your business and why you decided to go with fewer choices. Mm -hmm. um, I decided to go with fewer choices this year because I changed, um, I changed my manufacturer this year. Um, I was looking, I'm kind of always looking for um, the next best thing and I found somebody that can create a beautiful planner for me, um, but it, it would shift the way that I 
was ordering planners um, previous. And so I had this year, I'm going to be ordering all of my inventory up front. Um, so, you know, from a behind the scenes reasoning, um, I needed to lower the amount of coverage choices so that I didn't have to lower my interior choices. I have three different layouts for interiors. Um, and, and those I did not want to touch because, you know, I have customers who love their interior. Um, their layout is why they come. So um, I decided to go from four to two cover choices um, so that I didn't have to do that. And I really haven't seen um, that much difference in sales. I think that, especially for repeat customers, um, when they are connected to a planner, they are connected to the functionality of it and how it works for them in the way that they plan their lives. Um, the, you know, the design of the cover is, is eye-catching and is what kind of draws people in. Um, but once you've started using a planner, you kind of get attached to, you know, the way that it's laid out. So, um, my repeat sales have definitely not, not been affected. And I really think that at some point, too many choices is too many choices. <laughs> um, and, and people can get, you know, paralyzed by that or, or really they're, they're making a choice just to make a choice. And whether or not you had two or four or 10 choices, they would have chosen the same, you know, cover anyways. Um, and so, so luckily I really haven't, I really haven't seen, um, much of a, of a difference in sales, but it has affected behind the scenes a lot, which is really great. Cool. And I know that you had mentioned that you have three interiors in your physical planners that you're <laughs> going to mail out to people. Um, yeah. So does that mean that if you want to offer something new or try out a different design, is that in your Etsy shop? Um, yes. And that is uh, my printable planners, um, which is uh, our line is called the print and plan line. And that's where I, I try out new layouts. Um, you can get layouts in there that you can't find in the physical versions. Um, and so I really love the print and plan line because people can really build their own planner there. Um, if they feel like they want a little more hands-on experience and they, they really want to make it their own, they can go to the print and plan line and, um, and build their own planner there. And then I am able to take sales numbers and feedback and um, requests from there and, and feed that into my physical line. Cool. So I know I didn't send you questions about this, but I'd love to talk about how you work with your designer um, mm -hmm. so that she can sort of take your ideas and put them on paper, but you're still in charge of the overall design and what everything comes out to be. Yeah. Um, well, thus far, let's see, I, I have designed all of my interior pages. Um, so I create those. Um, this last season is the first time that I 
reached out to anybody to help me design my cover designs. Um, and I, I've enjoyed that partnership because, um, you know, because it really is, it, it just brings another person to the table, <laughs> um, I find. And, and because I don't have a design background um, as far as, well, I don't have a design background, but especially as far as the technical, you know, making my vision happen, um, having somebody at the table that, that can talk um, design with me and can make that happen um, has really helped my um, creativity because I'm not bound by, um, you know, what I can physically put on, on that piece of paper, you know, what I can make happen. Yeah. And it still ends up being yours because of the way you're working with other people. Um, it's not like you have to hand everything over and just get what you get. You're really involved in that process. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I drive that process, you know, I get, I get feedback where I need feedback. And, um, but in the end, you know, it's, it's my decision as to what, what goes and what doesn't. Okay. And this year you're also doing a collaboration for one of your cover designs. So you can, you talk a little bit about how that worked? Yes. Um, one of our cover designs is um, called the White Sails, and it's a beautiful, soft watercolor um, design. I um, earlier this year I was um, a member of the VIP intensive with Raina and Raina Pomeroy, <laughs> and um, it. Being at a face-to-face -face event really um, means a lot for your business. Talking to other creatives and and getting that one-on-one -on -one relationship and conversations um, means a lot. And one way that is actually really impacted my business is that I got to meet Hannah Lowe Corman there. And she is the um, artist who created the cover. And... Uh, through our conversation, she came up to me at some point during the workshop and um, pitched me the idea of, of collaborating and using her art on, uh, in some way in my planners. And I thought it through that evening and I absolutely loved the idea. So we talked it through. She sent me um, some samples of her work and and different ways in which she expresses herself and we found the best one and um, that kind of married our two missions and our two visions and uh, went with that one and it's actually been the hit of the season um, and so you know I'm very very grateful for meeting her for her stepping up and you know coming over and chatting and um, I think it's it's been working out wonderfully. Yeah, and I was actually there, so I got to see you guys talk about it. And exactly. I think it was a great reminder that it never hurts to ask somebody or to pitch yourself, because the worst somebody can say is no, and mm -hmm. what can come out of that can be something really amazing. Yes, and, and really thinking outside the box. I mean, she's, you know... Um, she makes physical art that you hang on your wall and, and for her to think of, to see me over there as a planner designer and to really put those two things together and think outside the box like that, 
um, it really gets your work out there in new ways that, that you might not be thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know you are one of many, many planner designers out there <laughs> and it's, to me, it seems like it's exploded how many planners are offered now. You know, when mm -hmm. I was in college, there was like one type and everybody used it. But how does that affect your business? Do you feel like you have to compete? Do you feel like your dream clients are not going to go to somebody else? Um, um, yes, I, I have noticed the same thing, of course. Um, when I kind of first started um, offering planners, I didn't even really know there was a planner industry out there outside of what you found at Office Max or Staples. <laughs> you know, those were the planners that that I went to. Um, and so those are the planners that kind of inspired me to create my own planners because I wanted something a little more creative and a little more streamlined for what I, I needed. Um, so in entering the, you know, the industry, I didn't really know what was out there. Um, I do feel, though, that that each planner um, fits a different person. I think, you know, just like if you look at fashion, <laughs> there are, you know, thousands of shirts out there, <laughs> thousands of pairs of shoes. And um, the way you plan the way that you structure your day, um, you're going to find a planner that, that fits that. I, I really don't feel like there is the best planner out there. There's, there's the best planner for the way that you think, for the way that you structure your day. And um, so because of that, I, I enjoy having so many people in the industry. I think it it creates a conversation around planners that wouldn't be there if um, if there was just a handful of people. Yeah, and I think your point that when you got started, you had no idea that this was like a big industry. <laughs> and I was the same way when I started my business. I did not know people had online businesses. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know that like individuals were doing this. And I think that helps sometimes you're not stuck looking at what they're doing and get stuck mm -hmm. in the procrastination mode because you get it out there and that's when you realize hey there are actually other people doing this there are other people that I can then connect with instead of seeing them as competition from the very beginning exactly exactly yeah it, it helps with that first step because you don't have that um that sense of worry that I'm, I'm jumping into, you know, the deep end here. Um, I, I had seen on Etsy people making planners that were very just crafty planners. Um, and so I knew I could bring something that was different there, but I had no idea that there was, you know, off of Etsy that there were, you know, huge companies that, that have started out of their homes and, um, have really made livelihoods around it. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of us start our businesses that way and it's good to know you're not alone in that and that it can be a good way to get started. Yes. Yes. I agree. Okay. So is there anything else you wanted to share about how you use your customer and client feedback in product design 
or maybe how you sort of tune out any feedback that you feel like isn't relevant? Let's see. I, I try to, you know, like I was talking about the kind of different forms of feedback. Um, I kind of weight my, my different forms of feedback differently. And, um, and so that's kind of how I come to a consensus of what people are telling me. And, you know, some feedback, like I said, emails are kind of the loudest feedback. And, and at first I was taking them as being weighted heavier, um, because they are the loudest. And I think once I came to the realization that it's really just one of four different forms of feedback, um, that I was able to really just, you know, when I sit down to design, I look back on the last six months or the last year of feedback and um, it, it waits itself, you know, because it's just one of many. Um, I think at first when I was taking email feedback or any any one piece of feedback heavier, it can allow you to shift your business in a way that you don't want to because you're trying to fix it for that one person. But when you look at feedback as a whole, then you can step back and then make a decision from there. Yeah, that's great advice. And I think that helps to tune out like the one person that might be unhappy because they didn't do their research or they you know, didn't know exactly what they were getting um, in any sort of business. If you're looking at everything overall and most of it's positive or most of it's saying, you know, we might like this change, then you can kind of push the other stuff to the side and say, well, maybe this was just a fluke. Maybe this is one person and it's not, you know, everyone out there thinks that I am terrible. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Especially with planners, people are used to having X feature in this planner. And if your planner doesn't have that feature, um, then, you know, then they don't understand why. <laughs> and so to know that, you know, if they need X feature, there are all these other planners out there that can serve them. Um, but, but my customer base doesn't like that feature. And so I, I try to quietly listen or I should say, I try to listen to the, the quiet customer um, because the quiet customer who is buying their third and fourth planner from me but has never reached out to me, um, their voice deserves to be heard too. And so you really, you really have to look at, at it as a whole picture. And I think sometimes that feedback that you get doesn't change your design or the way you're doing things. It can also change the way you're talking about it on your website, the way, you know, your description so that it's made clear that they're getting one thing and not something else. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and made clear what you've chosen to put in your product and what you've chosen to let, leave out of your product. It has a purpose, you know, that choice was made for a reason. Great. Um, so why has serving your customers and clients well been so important in your business? I think for me, um, really selfishly, it's, it's um, dispelled that lonely feeling you have of running your own business. Um, that feeling that all the decisions are, are, have to be made by yourself. Um, 
and that you're that final decision. If you're if you're not listening to your customers and you're not taking their feedback um, to heart, then it does feel like you have to make all the decisions. But when you look at all that feedback and you, you can make the decisions better. They're, they're better decisions and they're easier decisions. And you don't feel as lonely in your business because um, you really feel like one of, of many, you know, that are a part of your business. I think that's very different probably for product-based businesses. You're in your, you know, office working on something and then you launch it to people as opposed to service-based businesses. I'm getting constant feedback from my clients Mm-hmm. Um, so you're sort of setting that same thing up for yourself just through your clients who have already purchased your product. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah, for service-based businesses, yeah, you're getting that feedback during the process of creating and, and for product-based businesses, if you don't reach out and try to get that feedback, then during your design process, um, then you're, you're kind of at a loss at the end because at that point you're putting something out and you're saying, you know, look at what I made. <laughs> and, and for me, I like the process of getting that feedback so that at the end, I feel like I'm putting something out and I'm saying, look what we made, you know, look at this wonderful product. And, and if as a customer, if you feel like your voice is heard, if you see, the cover design that you voted for or the change that you felt you needed in that layout. When you see that, you feel a part of the business, you know, just as much as I, I need their feedback to help me build a great product. They need to feel that, that they, their voice is heard and that they're a part of the business as well. Okay. That's awesome. I think I'm going to make that like a tweetable. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, so tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life. Okay. Um, right now I've really become re-energized by my print and plan line, my printables. Um, as I've grown my physical or my bound planners, um, as sales have grown, the flexibility in um, creating that product kind of lowers, um, as you're selling more of them, you really, you can make, um, you know, small changes, but, but you want to have a consistent product that people can come back to year after year. Um, and so the flexibility has, you know, I think lowers as your sales go up. Um, and so I've really become re-energized by, creating principles because in that space I can just design for myself and I can put it out there and I can see um, what people think and really help people who want to have that hand hand sawn experience um, really create their own planner. I can get direct feedback from that one loud person and I can create something for them and and if one person wants it, I'm sure other people do as well. So my creative design energy has really um, gone into my print and plan line in the past few months and and really is my plan for the rest of the year is to really grow that and, um, you know, put my heart and soul into that. So that's kind of the first thing. And the second thing that I 
um, I'm really loving right now is that I've kind of found peace in the idea of not having to do all the things. And um, when I when I mean all the things, I mean social media, newsletters, business groups. I started out my my business, like I said, just on Etsy, just you know, putting my designs out there. Um, and I really got that. Um, I was really in a bubble for a really long time. I was I was communicating directly with my customers and I was filling their needs. But like I said, I didn't really know that there was this, you know, big world out there. <laughs> um, and and then once you dive into that world, you can really get sucked in. You feel like you have to do all the things you have to, um, you know, post to Instagram, you have to send out newsletters, you have to blog, you have to um, be in all the business groups, you just, and it kind of, it can pull you away from the core of your business. Um, and so just recently in the past few months, I've kind of recentered myself and reconnected with the idea of just that one-on-one -on -one customer. Um, I'm still doing a lot of the things as far as putting myself out there. Um, but I feel like I needed this readjustment um, to really like, you know, get out of my head as far as you get the guilt of I'm not doing all the things and what should I be doing next? And what's the newest and best thing? And I think having this um, time to recenter is, is really been helpful. That's awesome. And I think we all need that as business owners. We need to realize we don't need to do all the things. We don't have to do all the things. And it's mm -hmm. okay to just focus on doing what your business needs you to do. And then taking the time that's left to focus on your family or your friends or the, that's yes. because a lot of us, that's the whole reason we started our businesses to begin with. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I think when you're, um, when you don't know all the things that you can be doing, you're you're in this, you know, blissful state of what I'm doing is all I can be doing. And when that works and your customers love that and you're growing your business in that place, you don't need to add all these different layers. Yeah. Okay. So what are you excited for coming up in the future? What are you working on? Um, right now, well, every year, actually, um, my most exciting time is September when we launch our our fall collection, which is actually 2018 planners. Um, I absolutely love our fall launch in September because it's my biggest audience and they are the most excited. <laughs> and um, it's really, you know, it's really a party in September. <laughs> so. I look forward to that every year and it's kind of, you know, what I'm working for every year is um, September launch. And so we're going to be launching um, some new designs in September and also um, really kind of relaunching the print and plan line um, in September and in, in October. And so that's the first time I've really thought of launching my print and plan line. I kind of add things here and there. And so to really put it out there as, as it's a standalone product, I'm very excited about that. Cool. Yeah. All right. So if people want to follow you online or check out your products, where can they find you? 
Um, they can find me on my website, which is sheplans.com. Um, in the Etsy shop is sheplans.etsy.com. And um, my most engaged community is Instagram, and that's at she underscore plans. Um, that's where I get most of my feedback, where people, you know, help to kind of tweak and improve all of our products. All right. That sounds awesome. And I will include links to all of that in the show notes so people can find you and uh, check out all of the designs that you're offering. Wonderful. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.